A lot of businesses pretty happy about things reopening. Hollywood is one of them. The entertainment industry is getting back to work after coronavirus forced a three-month hiatus, shut down all productions. Hollywood's labor unions and the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers got together and they joined forces to release a white paper last week. And it outlines their recommendations for how to safely resume filming and television production. Uh, They got input from many of Hollywood's biggest film studios, Disney, Netflix, Warner Brothers. They all were part of this white paper, which was sent to state governments of California and New York, hoping that the new uh, protocols would be officially adopted. And um, the new filming protocols are meant, of course, to reduce the risk of transmission of COVID-19, keep everyone safe. Now, with our announcement yesterday of the province reopening through phase two, the door's been open. Film and television production activities can resume with limited, um, limited uh, limitations, rather, put on physical distancing. So Jim Mercopolis is a friend of the show. He's also vice president of Cinespace Film Studios. Jim, welcome to the show. It's good to have you back. Now, I know that this phase two, it doesn't really um, pertain to us here in the GTHA yet, but a lot of filming happens up north. So odds are we're going to see some filming start, right? Absolutely. Thanks for having me back, Kelly. It's great to talk to you again. That It is great news uh, that the film industry can resume outside of the GTHA. And as you probably know, a lot of production happens in Northern Ontario. And it's a good starting point for the rest of us to begin planning uh, for when the GTHA can also resume film and TV production. Now, this white paper that was developed, because you guys are filming Netflix productions, Hulu productions. Do you get a look at the white paper and will you be following some of the protocols set out? We do. Uh, the white paper is important because it helped uh, to advise um, an effort that was underway here. I'll just I'll just go backwards in time a little bit um, and just express how important the film industry is in Ontario. It's finance, food, and film. Those are the top three industries. And, you know, thanks to the, the stabilization of our tax credit by the Doug Ford government, 2019 was a $2.1 billion year in our, in our industry, supporting 45,000 jobs. So when after everything came to a screeching halt back in March, you know, we had to do an impact study to see, okay, before we get back, what's the impact so we know what, what are we getting back to? It turns out that $713 million in direct spending is not coming back for the year. 13,000 jobs are not coming back, and every month 45,000 people are, un- are, are un- unemployed. So <clears throat> the uh, two efforts be- uh, came uh, underway right, right after the shutdown. One of them happened to be the Section 21 Health and Safety uh, Committee that came together. In Ontario, it's an employer's responsibility to make sure that their employees are safe. So the white paper is going to inform uh, Netflix when it lands here, uh, Amazon when it lands here, Disney when it lands here to be able to help their Ontario production companies to establish proper protocols. So absolutely, it helped. Last week, um, the Ontario effort, the Section 21 committee submitted uh, their protocols, and they're the kinds of um, they include the kinds of logical things you would think about, like um, uh, PPE. You're talking about uh, physical distancing, washing hands, and then there's also best practices that are specific to our industry, so disinfecting hand props on a regular basis, disinfecting the camera on a regular basis, limiting even the number of set builders inside the studio at once, um, making sure hair and makeup uh, areas is well ventilated, perhaps maybe virtually scouting a location instead of physically sending um, location managers there, things like that. And even like remote casting, vetting an actor or actress uh, over an internet uh, streaming performance as opposed to in person. 
His production is going to look really different. I just want to r- run through some of the things in this, the recommendations in the white papers. I mean, sure. we've got limits on social distancing, and it makes a lot of sense. But that means our shows will look a lot different to us in the future. There may be fewer sex scenes. There may be fewer uh, fight scenes. It says uh, the white paper reads, when maintaining physical distancing is not possible, contact must be kept the shortest amount of time possible. And they recommend they uh, take measures to minimize scenes with close contact between performers. That's going to affect everybody from the actor to the screenwriter. Yeah, absolutely. Things will be a little bit different uh, as we move forward, um, including other recommendations when it comes to filming. Some writers are actually writing out scenes or eliminating scenes uh, completely that had large crowds. Um, right. When it comes to shooting inside the studio, they're talking about positioning the camera at least two meters away from the performer and being extra, extra careful when you have either child performers or senior citizen performers on the set. So, yes, things will be different. But what we all need to keep in mind is that these are not prescriptive. These are just recommendations. And our industry began this effort and the same thing in Hollywood with their effort very early in the shutdown when we didn't really have the science behind COVID. And the great news being reported by our neighbors in the U.S. is that now that much more data has been analyzed, COVID-19 is becoming much more statistically similar to the seasonal flu. And the CDC reported recently a fatality rate much closer to the seasonal flu and a twice vetted Stanford study reports uh, that COVID-19 is, is actually a very common infection, and very often asymptomatic, much like the seasonal flu. So even though these recommendations can seem quite harsh, either they're, they're not prescriptive. And as more and more science and data come in and as we reopen and people start to get more comfortable um, you know, not all of them will necessarily be required. These are just recommendations right. in there. I want to the stay away from some of those studies because there's other studies that would go to the contrary, but let's stick with your industry here and uh, the, the things that you guys are doing to limit contact. And I think this is really interesting. You would think that no more paper scripts would be a no brainer, but it is problematic, right? Because they're saying, you know, they're going to try and limit the amount of, of paper scripts. It's pro- problematic because of hackers. We saw this with Game of Thrones, right? So right. when people wonder, why would you not just move to an e-script? Yeah, that's because if it's out there, someone could get it and spoil your whole um, production. Correct. But for also keep in mind for the last 10 years, as long as the iPad has been prevalent, you know, most actors are in their trailers you know, flipping through it on their iPad and their iPad could be stolen. Their iPad, you know, could be hacked. Uh, so this has been going on for a while. Um, there, there are very, very uh, serious protocols in place to make sure that, um, uh, that people don't get a hold of scripts and storylines and things like that that have been in place for a long time. So I don't think the industry is particularly worried about e-scripts. Okay, you mentioned trailers. I would imagine there's going to be a lot more trailers so that people can yep. safely social distance. Um, we're going to see changes to makeup and hair trailers, which were very small traditionally. You know, you're in small spaces. How can you safely social distance in there? You're going to have to readjust the backstage um, portion of, of your productions as much as, as the, the actual forefront, correct? Right, absolutely. And, and some of the training that we've done here at Cinespace to prepare for 2,000 people eventually coming back to the studio is very simple, logical training. Staff and cleaners need to know how to properly disinfect and clean surfaces. Um, that There's a whole training regimen uh, specifically for that. Um, productions and our studios have to manage our supply chains to make sure that when we welcome back 2,000 people, there's no way we, we run short of sanitizer and other key supplies. And this is going to be the new reality uh, as it relates to film and any closed spaces, but also keeping in mind 
that studios are usually 20, 30,000 square foot, you know, spaces. We have a 300 foot corridor that's 20 feet high. These are not seniors homes. Like the risk of infection is going to be very, very low. And with the additional training of staff and people in the industry, you know, responding to the recommendations uh, in the white paper and in our report, you know, the risk will be even lower. Jim, what about craft services? No more buffets, I'm guessing. They're talking about packaging the food individually. Uh, unfortunately, a lot more disposables. But now that there's compostable uh, disposables, that's less of a concern, quite honestly. But yeah, the, the, the big open lunch line uh, with no sneeze guard is going to be done. <laughs> that's not, that's not going to be around much longer. Jim, uh, I am happy for you that you're going to be able to get back to work as far as productions go. Will people now be pouring over their scripts and saying, okay, these um, scenes are shot outside the GTHA, so let's get on those ASAP and, and let's uh, maybe shake up our, our production schedule on where we thought we'd go with uh, respects to getting started on the production? Well, the first ones that uh, are going to wait for the GTHA to be greenlit are the ones that stopped production. So The Handmaid's Tale, for example, stopped mid-production. You know, they were only a few episodes in. They have they, they have sets that are waiting for them. They have to come back with the GTHA green light. The Guillermo del Toro movie with Bradley Cooper uh, was, was, was stopped midway. Uh, they need to resume production exactly where they were, which is in downtown Toronto and several locations um, around the GTA. So, you know, those, those big ones are, are absolutely going to wait. There are a lot of domestic productions that happen both in Northern Ontario and some lower budget Netflix productions that happen in Northern Ontario that will absolutely take advantage of the fact that Ontario did a great job managing the crisis. And now that we're open, uh, Northern Ontario has a total green light to, to begin work. Jim, how, uh, you know, I, I just thought of the, the fact that and it didn't dawn on me till now, funnily enough, when you talked about The Handmaid's Tale, that's a lot of American actors coming up across the border. So how is that border crossing uh, affecting well, we, you know production it, it's going to be a problem uh, initially until we ask uh, we have asked the government we need them to respond we're talking about the federal government to respond uh in the form of a travel exemption for uh, film employees there are a couple of u.s jurisdictions that have designated film employees as essential workers because of the major economic impact of the industry we need that same designation up here so that uh, when they get tested and they come with a clean bill of health over the border uh, they come and they're isolated for a period of time and then they can begin work. So, But we definitely need that travel exemption to get people back to work as quickly as possible. We do rely on a lot of Americans. We also have a lot of domestic productions that could start shooting yeah. tomorrow if, if they got the green light as well. Jim, it's always a pleasure talking to you and I always want more time. I really appreciate your time. Always available to you. Thank you very much for having me.